Last year was a season to remember for basketball fans in Canada. Of course, the 2019-2020 NBA season is underway, and the Toronto Raptors are defending champions. Amongst the topics we'll chat about, we'll take a look back at this past playoff run, all the way back to the first years of the franchise from a fan's perspective, how the whole country embraced the march to the Larry O'Brien Trophy, as well as the future state of basketball north of the border. Also, I sat down with a Canadian and diehard Raptors fan who cheered his squad from his current home south of the border. Like last month, I introduced you to the Abatsi Project, saying welcome to What's Up, the Sports Podcast. Oh, what a night. Wednesday, November 6th. Welcome back to What's Up the Sports Podcast. Randy Coure here, and after a successful month one, we are back, and thank you again for tuning in. As you know, you can follow me on Twitter at What's Up Podcast, but over the past couple of weeks, I have launched a Facebook page, so give me a like over there, especially if Twitter is not your thing. What's Up Podcast, remember that's What's Up Podcast, no punctuation, and 1P. So, Last time I spoke to you, I threw several questions for you to ponder, such as who you believe will win the Stanley Cup. 71% of you did feel that it was a team who recently won. Now, I did give a time frame of the last 15 years. 14% of you, however, believe it would be a team who will hoist the Stanley Cup for the first time in their franchise's history. Having said that, 14% of you believe a Canadian team will bring the cup back to Canada, of course, for the first time since the Montreal Canadiens did that in 1993. Also, a couple of you had responses to whether John Tavares should have been named captain of the Maple Leafs, even uh, through the option of choosing the captaincy is not relevant in today's NHL. Jarrett wrote in and said via Twitter that captaincy is a thing, I guess. Tavares seems like the best option. Eric wrote in and said, if that's, what, if that's what makes him happier, a happy player is a better player. Finally, Dan wrote in and said, where's the Maple Leafs sucks answer option? So clearly, Dan is not a fan of the blue and white. 76% of you did choose Tavares as the right choice for captain of the Maple Leafs. 12% of you either said uh, that he was not the right uh, choice, or that captaincy does not matter. So thank you so much for those of you who shared your opinion. We'll announce another poll at the end of the show. It is hard to believe that it's been close to five months since the Toronto Raptors made history, becoming the first non-American team to win the NBA championship. Now, according to Yahoo Sports, Uh, Viewership and ratings had spiked with as much as 44% of the Canadian population tuning into Game 6, which of course is the game when the Raptors won the NBA championship. John Harvey is a GTA resident and said the Raptors brought his neighborhood closer together. 
I actually met neighbors that I've never spoken to on my street as a result. Um, a couple of guys across the way from me actually created a makeshift big screen in their driveway. And we had anywhere from a dozen to two dozen people, including children and adults, out there watching uh, the finals. Uh, so yeah, we would, uh, we would sit or stand in the driveway um, and we watched at least two games together as neighbors. And that actually led us to have a street party to follow through with that uh, because we actually formed new friendships as a result of the Raptors game. Now, certainly an international flair was recognized as fans outside of the U.S. and Canada appreciated how all of Canada was behind the dinos. I spoke to Ronald Pierre, who was born and raised in the Bahamas, but spent time as an employee of the Miami Heat organization, believe it or not. And he tells me how amazed he was at how the entire country of Canada got behind the Toronto Raptors. The whole entire Bahamas was a Raptors fan last year, <laughs> and so was I. I think what made us a Raptors fan was we were happy for the city. It's like seemed like how uh, uh, not just city, the country got behind the whole entire team. Like the whole entire Bahamas were definitely Raptors teams. Now, it was even reported that the majority of fans in the U.S. were, in fact, cheering for the Raptors. That according to Bet Online, According to the poll... All but three U.S. states were rooting for Canada's team over the Golden State Warriors during the NBA Finals. Ontario resident Andrew Almeida even received well wishes from his colleagues in the United States. I had my colleagues in Chicago actually rooting for the Raptors. So, because, I mean, they weren't Golden State fans, but they were like, oh, we're big Kawhi Leonard fans. And you guys are the underdogs. That's why we're rooting for you. Coming up on What's Up the Sports podcast, I sat down with a Canadian who now calls the U.S. his home and gives us his perspective of Canada's basketball team from where he now resides, that in Charlotte, North Carolina. That is coming up next. This is What's Up the Sports podcast. What's up, the sports podcast? Randy Coure here, talking a little Toronto Raptors this, the 25th season of the franchise. And on the surface, the Raptors have been on the better side of success, especially over the last few years. This is a team that has won five uh, division titles since 2014, as well as having four straight 50-win seasons. However, not a lot of people are considering the Raptors to be a threat in the East, let alone repeat as champions. Is that justified? Joel Nepenis is a Canadian living in Charlotte, North Carolina, here to give its perspective on what the United States thinks of the Toronto Raptors. Joel, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great, Randy. Thanks for having me. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, hey, it was definitely a season to remember for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, let's uh, take it back to 1995 and uh, or when you uh, first started watching uh, the NBA in Canada. What are your uh, first memories of uh, following the Toronto Raptors? Well, Randy, I, uh, I followed them from the very beginning. So, you know, I think we're of the same vintage, right? So, uh, you know, the NBA was huge during the late 80s, early 90s with the 
Showtime Lakers, Michael Jordan's Bulls, Dynasty years, and then the first and second Dream Team. And so uh, I remember, you know, we all forget that the Toronto hosted the FIBA World Championship in, um, I think it was like 1994. 1994, yeah. So like the one with Shaq, Alonzo Mourning, Reggie Miller, uh, Dominique Wilkins, and uh, so we went to the Sky Dome, caught a couple of games, and uh, there was so much allure and star power with the league. Uh, at that time, and I, I, you know, I knew that Toronto is a big league city, and uh, you know, I always hoped that we'd one day get a team. So uh, I was so excited when they uh, announced the expansion team in Toronto, and uh, you know, followed the news and uh, the whole saga as to who the team would be awarded to in terms of the ownership team. And um, you know, I, I remember I was buying the Toronto Sun uh, when they leaked the uh, logo design and uh, watched the unveiling live and. Uh, uh, you know, when they unveil, unveiled Isaiah Thomas as the GM. Um, so right after that, I, uh, you know, got a T-shirt at Sears and uh, <laughs> as soon as the logo was unveiled. And uh, so, you know, remember watching that first season on TV with uh, Mighty Mouse and, uh, you know, Brendan Malone, the coach, and uh, Vincenzo Esposito and John Tabak. There you go. Those are some names. Yeah, that, we're uh... just so happy that uh, we had a team. You know, since we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina in 2007, um Try to catch them while they're here. So, uh, you know, I saw a good number of games during the uh, DeRozan and Bosch years. And uh, But my favorite memory is my most recent memory. And um, it was pretty much taking my six-year-old twin girls um, to their first NBA game this past April. It was, um, you know, it was a late regular season game. I think Toronto was already well clinched. And, um, uh, but it was a very close game. And, uh you know, I think the final play of the game was actually very similar to the Game 7 Philly play, you know, with Kawhi going to the, uh, to the corner and trying to make a shot, um, except for, you know, in the last second, except for this time, uh, it didn't sink, you know. So, uh, but, uh, you know, it didn't matter. It was, you know, it was a close one. The Raptors were well on their way to the, champ- uh, to the playoffs and championship and uh, got a good memory out of it with my, uh, with my two girls. So you mentioned that uh, you did mention that you were uh, in Washington. You went. To, you were in Houston. You now live in Charlotte. You were uh, mentioned off mic that you were uh, living in Dayton, Ohio. So, uh, you know, going to uh, whether it was Wizards games, Rockets games, if you did go to a Cavs game, how many Raptor fans, out of curiosity, uh, were in those respective arenas cheering on the Raptors as a visitor? I think at the time, at least in the earlier years, they weren't quite the national road team phenomenon that they are right now. Um, so, uh, so in those early years, um, you know, there was just probably a smattering of um, people cheering for the Raptors. Um, however, you know, in Charlotte, it was uh, you know this year, this past year, it was um, it was still quite it was quite vocal. The Raptors fans were quite vocal. I mean, you know, we were still in the minority. Um, you know, drowned out by the by the Hornets fans, but uh, but there was a good number of people cheering. Um, so and, and you know, I was I'm always never shy to show my pride and my allegiance when I'm when I'm visiting on the road. Okay, so you uh, had the uh, polite Canadian uh, persona that is always uh, known amongst us as Canadians. I'm sure that you were you kept it very uh, polite and very civil. Is that fair to say? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't think I was being very obnoxious, but I was, okay, that... you know, in, in, in my uh, showing my uh, my allegiances to uh, to the Raptors. So, um, 
Well, you didn't get any fights, and uh, nobody had to bail you out of jail. Is that fair to say? No, no, no. Okay, um, good. So I good. think I, you know. I, I, I think I, the, the most trouble I ever got into was in 1990 as a Blue Jays fan in the Oakland Coliseum. And uh, um, you know, I know we're talking basketball today, but that was a that was not a pleasant experience. And uh, you know, my father and I had to kind of leave the stadium. Although I, I think I was asking for it because I was a little bit loud and obnoxious. Is that right? Well, hey, uh, Oakland A's fans, uh, you got to think that some of them are Oakland Raiders fans, and those guys are pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, let's uh, keep it back to uh, basketball. And uh, no, uh, so obviously this was uh, definitely a season to remember. And the Raptors making the playoffs is one thing, but. Making a conference final, it only happened uh, one time before. And, of course, making the NBA finals is another story. So uh, how invested were you in terms of the 1819 uh, playoff run, which led to a championship? You must have been on pins and needles just like the rest of the country. I was crazy invested last year. So, uh, you know, given, of course, a little bit gun-shy at the beginning, you know, given the most recent history of, early exits, uh, mostly at the hands of LeBron. Um, but, you know, just like everybody else, you know, we thought, okay, LeBron's not in the East, so, uh, so we have a chance. So, uh, although I remember watching that first Orlando game, game one of round one, and just yelling in anger at the television, you know, like, like come on, here we go again. And, um, you know, as they made it past the first and second round, you know, I started having this ritual of uh, – wearing that original 1995 t-shirt um, every game day. Um, you know, and it became a, kind of like a superstition for me. Um, and so then, of course, when it came to game six of the finals, uh, you know, I really wanted my girls to experience this because, you know, this is uh, hopefully not once in a lifetime, but it doesn't happen very often. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted them to stay up and watch this, even though it was a school night for them. So uh, we were watching the latter part of the game in our bedroom. Um, and, you know, Winnie, my wife, and I had the girls hop into bed with us to watch the end. And uh, then at the end, when the clock finally ran down after that, you know, that awkward, you know, 10 seconds, um, you know, with the, with the, the pause and everything like that, um, I, you know, I just, I just let out this historic, hysterical roar at the top of my lungs in euphoria. And, it, uh, and I, I think it startled my one daughter, and it scared her. And so she was, like, crying inconsolably because... Uh, <laughs> Like, you know, what's happening to my dad? You know, what's happening to Papa? I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm so happy. Don't be scared. So, uh, so she was, she was quite traumatized at seeing this emotional release. But uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully, she'll remember that memory of the Raptors clinching uh, more fondly than than watching her dad turn into some uh, uh, Neanderthal crazy, uh, crazy fanatic. So, so uh, you know. Uh... Knowing that uh, you are Canadian, at least from your friends' perspectives, did you get any chirping uh, as a Raptors fan uh, being in North Carolina? You know, they must have eaten some humble pie after the Raptors won the championship. Well, you know, um, first and foremost, I flaunt my Canadianness down here. Um, so, you know, I even have a I even have a license plate on my car that has a mashup of all the Toronto sports team logos. So, uh, so I fought it. Now, does that include the Argos and TFC, the Toronto Rock? Like, uh, uh, paint me a picture here. Well, it's actually it's actually Toronto Blue Jays logo on the left, the old Raptor on the right, on in front of a um, super, uh, superimposed over top a maple leaf, 
which is superimposed on top of the Toronto Argos shield. And then on the bottom, it's got the Toronto portion of the Toronto FC logo on it. So, sorry, this is a sticker, or is this something that the state of North Carolina actually allows? Oh, no. Well, in North Carolina, we have, um, you know, I know, I know Ontario was considering this, and they have since abandoned it, but in North Carolina, we only have rear license plates. So you can put whatever you want in your front. Oh, cool. Right on. Yeah, right so, on. so I put, that's what I put in the front of my car that I drive every day. Oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah. So, so going back to the question, you know, um, I flaunt it, um, but, you know, I'm not really cocky about it. Um, you know, I had one of my staffers a couple of years ago that she has ties to Miami, and so we were kind of, you know, uh, chirping each other during that playoff series, and then at the end she's like, okay, you guys you guys got us. Um, but uh, this year I've got actually, actually a colleague who's from Philly. Um, so we were tra- trading barbs at work. Um, you know, we'd be shooting texts at each other of pictures of ourselves wearing – you know, our respective team's uh, gear or our kids wearing, you know, his kids wearing 76ers gear and me wearing, you know, my kids wearing Raptors gear. And uh, however, you know, the kicker was after game seven Kawhi shot um, of the series, you know, I'm like, did you see that? And he's like, oh, you mean when Kawhi traveled <laughs> in college? So, uh, so to this day, he refers to it as, uh, you know, I refer to it as the shot. And he's like, oh, you mean the travel. Right. You know, gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, so, uh, you know, being uh, where you are living, obviously uh, one big story uh, throughout this entire thing was the national attention that the Raptors did get. I personally was in Halifax uh, for, uh, you know, during game four of the NBA final, and it was just absolute madness. Saw the Atlantic version of Jurassic Park, and it was just absolutely amazing how uh, the country just gravitated towards this uh this uh, playoff run uh, living where you are. Did you hear of how Canada just fell in love with this, uh, with the Toronto Raptors during the playoffs? Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of an anomaly and uh, eternally homesick. So, um, so I do nothing but stream Canadian media all the time. Uh, I mean, I even listen to the fan 590 on the way to work and going home and, uh, um, you know, I've actually got a, a box that actually streams Canadian news. Um, I actually watch more Canadian news than American news. So, um, so it was totally following everything that was going on back home. Um, and, you know, wishing I was there in the middle of it. But, uh, you know, it was just as good being, you know, witnessing it from, from down here and uh, seeing the team win. Uh, what's up, the sports podcast? This is... Randy Coure here speaking with Joel Nepenas, who is a Canadian living in Charlotte, North Carolina, talking a little Toronto Raptors, as well as the uh, NBA uh, season that has just started. And, uh, you know, getting back to the finals, uh, a Twitter poll did suggest that Americans were, in fact, cheering for the Toronto Raptors rather than the Golden State Warriors uh, during the NBA finals. Was that a surprise to you? Yeah, that actually was a surprise to me. Well, I mean, in some ways it was, and in some ways it wasn't. You know, um, you know, I guess with them, their semi-dynasty, you know, I think people get tired of seeing the same team win. So maybe in that respect, I wasn't that surprised. Um, but, you know, I think on the ground, you know, wherever I was or would talk to people and say I was a Raptors fan or overhear others, you know, they would say that they were rooting for the Warriors. Um, so... However, you know, I guess, you know, living in Charlotte, though, you know, we're, this is where Steph Curry grew up. 
and, um, you know, played college ball. And, you know, Del Curry still lives here and is very active with the Charlotte Hornets. So, um, so probably Charlotte itself was Warriors country because of the Currys. Um, but I, I was, you know, which, you know, kind of um, but made me surprised that the Twitter poll was the way it was. So now, obviously, uh, the Raptors are the champions, and uh, not only Kawhi Leonard, but Danny Green did leave uh, both for Los Angeles. And uh, a lot of people are not suspecting uh, or expecting the Raptors to uh, do well in the upcoming playoffs. Some people do have them as a lower playoff seed. Uh, Some people definitely, uh, most people are not uh, suggesting that uh, they are going to uh, be successful in the playoffs, especially defend their title. Is that justified? Or is this, uh, it's just a team from Toronto. They are not that upper echelon kind of team. Um, I think it's more of the fact that they don't get the coverage or the attention um, that an American team would. And so, um, you know, when I listen to both the Canadian media and the American media, you know, the, I mean, the Americans are pretty much going on as if last year never, ever happened or was a fluke, you know. And uh, then you got Stephen A. Smith saying stuff like the trophy belongs in the U.S. again, although, you know, I mean, he's a showman, and he gets paid the big bucks to get a rise and say stuff like that. Um, I mean, you know, we still have the foundations of last year's championship team. So, uh, so you know, I, I still think um, I think the Americans aren't really giving them fair shake, and I think that's just because, um, A, they've got a base to play to, and, B, you know, they're, they're just not paying attention to them on a daily basis like, like a team that's based down here. Well, I guess it's one thing to analyze the media and what they think of the franchise, but it does seem that Toronto is a destination amongst uh, the NBA community itself. You got people like Ter- Charles Barkley uh, speaking rather uh, complimentary uh, and saying uh, very uh, positive things about the uh, the city. Uh, and it just seems that, look, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the city of Cleveland is not a destination, but when you have a guy like LeBron James, uh, it becomes a very uh, attractive place to play. What are your thoughts in terms, and what do you think the NBA, especially uh, above to uh, high-level athlete uh, uh, players in that league, do you think that they see Toronto as a place to play? I think they see it as a place to play if you're winning. And so, um, you know, and like you said, you made the same point where Cleveland's not a destination city, but, you know, when LeBron was there, you know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal even spent a year there and, uh, you know, other, other high-name players didn't mind being there with LeBron. So, so if you're winning, you know, that, that's, a, that's a destination. You know, I think Toronto as a city and a place to live speaks for itself. Uh, it is been highly touted as one of the favorite destinations for visiting NBA players to go. Um, So I think if if you've got a winning team, people will come. Uh, I I think the the, the best example, actually, on on the flip side, that's a team that's not really of relevance is our local team right here. Um, The Charlotte Hornets have been mired in many years of mediocrity. Despite having Michael Jordan as, as the owner, you would think that would be a draw. Um, and Charlotte's a very nice community, uh, but, you know, uh, it's not a place that NBA players would want to flock to. Um, but, you know, if they start winning or showing signs of 
being a contender, uh, then players will flock. So, you know, if you, if you win, then, uh, then they'll come. Now, of course, you know, the, you hear a lot of other things in the Chris Bosch interview about having to go through customs and taking off all your watches and chains and that being a drawback. Um, and, and uh, you know, and, and I think Canada is a little bit different than the United States. So, um, you know, I spent the last weekend in L.A. and, um, you know, flying into L.A. and seeing, you know, it just had this nice vibe. And then I was thinking, okay, this is where Kauai grew up and this was considered home for him. And, um, you know, and so I, I sort of get it. You know, I get that same feeling every time I'm landing in the airport in Toronto. Um, so, you know, you couldn't blame Kauai for wanting to go to L.A. Um, but, and, and, but Toronto just has a different feel that we're all used to, that we all love. Uh, but it is a little bit different for the NBA players. You know, they can't get their ESPN and uh, uh, they can't get their channels. You know, I'm constantly seeking my Canadian channels when I'm down here and I found a way to get it. So, um, so I, I could see it from that standpoint, that being a barrier. But, heck, you know, Toronto, if the Raptors put together a, a decent team, um, you know, and continue to make a run, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get the free agents. You know, um, we, just, we just didn't get Kawhi. You know, we're not home. Yeah, no, absolutely a good point. And, uh, hey, you can't blame a guy for wanting to go back home. And so, Joel, uh, look, last question, and it's an easy one, essentially. Raptors are defending champions. So, for the 2019-2020 season, how do you think the Toronto Raptors will do? I still think the Raptors can get a solid 50, maybe even more wins this year. Um, perhaps a top four seed, but I wouldn't be surprised wherever they finish in the East. Um, you know, anywhere between one and four. Uh, top seed is still a possibility. Um, not a given, of course, uh, given how much some of the other teams may have gotten better. Um, but if this team can use the experience from last year's run, and, you know, you have Pascal continue to emerge as the centerpiece and improve, and he's already showing that this early in the season, and uh, with Ben Fleet continuing to surprise the doubters and uh, – one more solid year from Lowry, Gasol, and Ibaka. Um, you know, I actually think the X factor in this team is uh, OG Ananobi. And if he can get to what they project he can, um, this can be a team that may surprise and make a deep playoff run. Are they uh, championship contenders? I don't know. Um, too many stacked teams in the West. Though, you know, I was also cautious about them beating the Warriors last year. So, so you know, they, they can surprise. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a, you know, a, a fairly deep run. You know, they're definitely not at the caliber of where they were last year. But, uh, um, you know, it still, still will be a very good year. So uh, I'm assuming it's fair to say that uh, you've circled the calendar to uh, when the Raptors are going to be in Charlotte playing the Hornets. And I'm assuming that you will be going to that game? Uh, absolutely. You know, looking to take my daughters uh, again with me to, uh, you know, make a tradition of this. And, and, hey, you know, even though I live in Charlotte, I am brainwashing my kids. They are growing up Toronto sports fans. All right. Well, that's great to hear. Well, uh, hey, uh, it's uh, at least you have uh, given your daughters a foundation of uh, representing uh, our city uh, south of the border. Joel, thank you so much for uh, joining me. Really appreciate this. It's been a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. That's Joel Nepenius, uh Canadian living in Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll be back after this.
thanks to Joel Nepenas, who shares his stories of being a Raptors fan in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, very quickly, I went to Detroit and caught the Raptor game at Little Caesars Arena, and I didn't ask Joel if he had to stop himself from chanting defense when the Raptors had the ball. Of course, the Pistons were the home team, and I was chanting defense and, of course, an error. I'm sure Joel has a lot of practice cheering for his squad as they were the visitor. So you have to wonder how many kids today have gotten inspired to pursue basketball, you know, as they go get older, like, you know, whether it's the NCAA or beyond both the WNBA and the NBA. I ran into a gentleman who eloquently goes by the nickname of Bear, and he says basketball will certainly see a rise in participation in this country after the Raptors championship win. Without a doubt, we, it's championships breeds interest. Um, how many, how many six and seven and eight year olds were grabbed by their dad and say, "Come and sit down and watch this. This has never happened here before." And then all of a sudden, they see Kawhi, they see, um, you know, the players going up there and doing it, and they see players like themselves, maybe, and, and you know, that look like them and, 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 and you know, talk like them, and, and they feel empowered by that. So, you know, Vince, you know, you know, this slam dunk, you know, contest, you know, all of a sudden there's basketball nets everywhere you know tennis courts have been torn down and basketball carts have gone up and all over all over this country because more people are playing basketball than tennis now so yeah it's going to be a positive uh reinforcement so and just look at how many how many games are in the in, in the nba now you know leo routens was was the guy you know one you know rick fox was the was the next guy right now we've got you know what is it we got eight what we got 18 on the starting rosters this year 19 on starting rosters and some damn good players and i think that the next wave so in 20 and 2030 right you watch how many canadians are going to be here and it's going to be a direct result of those five six seven year olds that are bouncing basketballs in their basement right now wanting to make the nba Canada as a nation has the most players in the NBA outside of the U.S. And the question I want to pose to you is, will Canadians be more enamored to play basketball now because of the Raptors championship run? Or is Vince Carter's legacy still the main reason? You could find uh, that poll question on Twitter at What's Up Podcast or on Facebook. Remember, that's What's Up Podcast. No punctuation and one That'll conclude this episode of What's Up the Sports Podcast. However, I want to leave you with a sneak peek on what you can expect for December 6th. I think the CPL is going to be something that's going to be very uh, fun to watch. And uh, I just love soccer, ultimately, and having our own league now, CPL. And uh, here to watch, I'll just be coming more often. So I will be doing a feature on the Canadian Premier League, who crowned Forge FC out of Hamilton as champions we'll definitely do that but as toronto fc battle seattle in mls cup on november 10th looks like we have a lot to talk about regarding the beautiful game once again my thanks to joel napenius and everyone who participated in this episode of what's up the sports podcast i'm randy Kure, and we'll talk to you next time